Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios and back from another journey across the globe. Joining me in studio, Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo Dave, how are you? Good, Mike. My life is so much easier when you're in the studio recording this. The, the, that, that, the, those, the editing process? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just the editing process. It's the actual recording process that's so annoying, mm. difficult. I should say. Anyway. Skype sucks. So Mike is back. Um, I am back. Before we get into discussing some of Mike's um, quirks, uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, just let you know that we are selling t-shirts, T-Public, Radio Harambe. Link is in the show notes. Um, if none of those things work, go to our Instagram page, Disney's Animal Kingdom. You'll find the link right in the bio there. Uh, Mike has tweeted it a thousand times. We'll be doing lots of pictures. But... Link is in the show notes. T public. You can go there too and uh, search for Radio Harambe. You'll find us. I made a donation today on behalf of you, the listeners, to the Grevy Zebra Trust, who are in Africa working to save the Grevy Zebra. Those of you who don't know what Grevy Zebra is, you can find them on the Gorilla Falls, Falls Gorilla behind Falls. the meerkats. Right. It's not the greatest visual spot to see animals because they're kind of in the back a little bit there, but they're majestic. They're very big zebras and they're really interesting. Um, got big old ears too. Uh, anyway, Mike's quirks. Uh, well, well, before we do that, yeah. Make sure you remind people to rate us on iTunes. Oh, yes. I guess that means something to Mike. Rate and review us on iTunes. According to the other podcasts I listen to, uh, that helps people to uh, find the show, um, which I guess is something Mike wants. Um, I would like you to join us on Instagram, which I mentioned before, <laughs> and also with uh, Mike on um, Twitter. He's at Everyone. So, Mike's quirks. No, before we start that. Oh, God. Let's play America's Already? favorite Already? game. Already? Oh, do I need a pen? I don't know. Sometimes I do. Okay, I'll get one. Go ahead. I am talking. Uh, a listener reminded me uh, from last week how, uh, well, last show, excuse me, the wish list. I talked about feeding giraffes, and you can actually already do that as part of the Sense of Africa tour out of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Really? During the Sense of Africa, you'll set out on a three and a half Wait, hour tour. Yes. Is this new? It's not that new, no. Okay. Three and a half hour tour that begins with an introduction to the authentic African storyline of the Af- Animal Kingdom Lodge, from its art and architecture to cast members who help bring it to life. So you get a sort of a background feel of a tour. Okay. Sort of like the um, the free, by the way, um, <laughs> art tour that you get at both uh, both uh, 
Oh, John Bahasa and Kidani. You'll then get go to Boma for breakfast. Oh, now now we're now we're and now then, we're racking up the dollars. After that, you get on a little you know your own uh, little jeep and go around and see some of the back um, animal care stuff and get to apparently feed a giraffe some lettuce. Okay. So it's three and a half hours. Oh boy! You have to be at least ten to do it. Okay. Dave, guess how much that? One hundred ninety-five dollars. Not terrible guess. Not a terrible guess. Two hundred and forty-nine ninety-nine. So uh, two hundred fifty bucks. That's I don't. I don't know why they just don't make it two hundred fifty. Why two forty-nine ninety-nine is beyond me, but it's two fifty. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a very good, uh, very good number. I'll be honest with you. What do you mean? Uh, it's a, it's a, um, it just seems high to me. Well, they're all high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Wild Africa Trek is more than this now, I believe. That's also about three and a half hours. And you yeah. Get food and stuff. Yeah. But uh, that's, um, the, the things at the park, you can kind of see how much, why they would charge so much. Um, I'm less inclined to think they can charge so much at a, uh, resort like that. Just seems... Seems a lot, but if there's only like five spots on each tour, then that's one thing, you it, know, or a dozen the most. Right. It's it's not done every day. It's only a couple days a week, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's limited, uh, limited to the amount of guests who can actually enjoy it. But I mean, then again, if you are a family of four, it's going to cost you a grand to do it. Right. So, um, it just makes me think of like how the the smaller tours that you get the Animal Kingdom now, the Caring for Giants and the Rhino thing at twenty five bucks or thirty bucks or whatever. I think it's thirty, but the you know if you're an annual pass holder or DVC, you get the a discount. And it's you know yeah. twenty five bucks. Just makes those much more uh, likable, <laughs> for lack of a better term. All right, so are we ready to discuss? We your can quirks? discuss my okay. quirks now. Yeah, Mike has a strange um, disorder. It's hard to explain what it is. Um, he makes lists, and we've discussed this many times in the show. And you can go back. First of all, it's not exclusive to me. I mean, pretty much any TV show or whatever, yeah, any like this watch is, watch this, MLB Network. They're always coming up with top ten this, top ten. <laughs> sure, that's a to- totally different thing. Um, because they're doing it, you're just sitting around doing it for fun. Um, so Mike just sort of sits around and makes lists, and because. As those of you who follow Twitter know, his life sort of revolves around the animal kingdom and those kind of things. Uh, most of the lists come out about the animal kingdom. Um, and we've had plenty over the years. A um, lot of... When when I ask Mike for an idea for a show, it usually has the word list somewhere or the top something somewhere in his ideas of shows. And we have another one today. Is that not correct? We do. And speaking of which, I have to come up with another one after this. Things you didn't know about something. We've done Everest. We've right. done Tree of Life. And we've done Grill Falls. Do you have any uh, uh, requests? For the things I didn't know about Everest. Maybe something in Dino Land. Couldn't you do one just about uh, Chester and Hester? I could try to figure that out. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the Dinorama. Sure. We could do that. We right. could do, um, I don't know. Never. I don't think we've done anything in Pandora. Right, see, I'm not as good at lists as you are. No. Um, and I have been given this um, um, critique, <laughs> I should say. Critique? Yes. This has been sent to me before. I'm seeing if I still have it here. I An don't. email or a yeah. review or you know, email? Um, 
in, in emails, I have been sent critiques that um, we have been... Um, how do we put it? Ignoring uh, Pandora? Ignoring to some degree, yes. We've been, since the opening of Pandora, uh, we have been ignoring it to some degree. I All right, so we'll do something about Pandora. I have been told that. All right. Um, we did get a uh, review a couple of weeks ago from A. Jeffers. Dave and Mike are a pleasure to listen to each time the podcast appears on my lie. feed. As a former DAK cast member, it's always great to see the park get the love appreciation it deserves uh the title of that was not a nondescript podcast good for you buddy <laughs> uh, we are and continue to be the only park specific podcast that i know of um another one from mr burr d25 i try to make it to disney world once a year for at least two weeks at a time during this time i spend a lot of time at the animal kingdom watching the animals really enjoy this but podcast broadens my understanding of the park uh, love this podcast. Doom Buggy thirteen thirteen wrote a positive review. We got a three star review. Three? Yes. This is my. Th these are my favorite. Is uh, it criticizing you? Yeah, of course. Oh, perfect. Uh, Let me have it. M I M L S. Old. Very entertaining. Witty. Up to date on all D W D W news. But of course, focused on A K. It is family friendly and serves up interesting info on animals. New so, note. So far, so good. But Dave seems to be way more negative and cynical in the last year. Maybe he's stressed out, and I hope things get better for him. Uh, with, I really appreciate that. I am stressed out, but I think we all are. You do and, have a four-year-old. Well, yes. And I, hope, <laughs> and I hope things get better for him so he can bring his healthy dose of funny, cynical views. Wait a minute. I thought I wasn't supposed to be cynical. With less be snark. funny cynical, not, oh, not mean not cynical. Not snark. Not snarky. She doesn't want the snark. Well... I apologize for that. How do we know it's uh, a woman? You said I, she. I don't. Oh, I right, don't right. know that. I, I think I read at first that it was Mimi's, but it's the but the, there's an L and not an I. That's why I thought that. Uh, Josh, Actually, it's me. I wrote it. Josh from Cape May. Not only do Dave and <laughs> Safari might keep you updated on DAK news, they also dive deep into the park's history. Additionally, the podcast provides listeners with information concerning the animals and plants. That will further your appreciation. That's what we're looking for. Uh, Wishy1972 wrote a positive review. Thank you, everybody, for those. Keep them coming. It always helps us, as Mike says. He's very insistent on me mentioning you doing that. Where were we? Your lists. List. So, so in the past, we did top 10 uses of water in the animal kingdom, and I came up with another idea for this. Okay. And that is the top 10 uses of color. In the animal kingdom. Color. Color. Color is an important factor, I believe, of the animal kingdom. I mean, it is a very colorful park. There are a lot of different uses of it, and we are going to go through my top ten list of that. And Of color? Did you make your top ten list? No. Uh, as these <laughs> as these things always go, the way this works is you have your little quirk, you make your list, and then I poke holes in it. Okay. That's my job. Okay. And I usually, because you always get, because you always get it a little wrong about what's bigger than others. We always have to kind of correct it a little bit. Um, so that's my job. So go ahead. Well, I will tell you when I made this list um, over the course of the last actually weeks, really. Um, the top three are are to me a definite top three. The other four through ten, you could probably mix and mingle as you like. Um, you know, you might think, you know, 10 should be 7, whatever. But, I mean, I, and I, I won't really argue with you. But I think the top three are the top three. Number 10. 
is uh, a unheralded restaurant. Not a lot of people go there, although I know, Dave, you go there sometimes just because of your wife's uh, dietary habits. Is That's the murals in Pizzafari. The walls all over Pizzafari are very colorful, and they depict animals in specific settings, such as animals that fish or <coughs> animals that hang upside down, that kind of thing. Um, they are beautifully portrayed. They're kind of cartoonish. But they are very, very colorful, and inside is it, it, inside that restaurant itself, the food stinks, but the decor is uh, beautiful. Stinks, Mike. It stinks. Does it stink any more than sixty-five percent of Disney restaurants? Well, the problem it is is it focuses on pizza, and Disney can't make pizza. They can't make pizza or burgers. That's true. So um, their pizza stinks. And I wouldn't eat there if you paid me. Can I just point out, folks? Uh, but they might have a salad, which would be fine. Can I just point out and, um, and you know, wouldn't eat there if you paid me? Who's the snarky one? But other than that, um, this happens to be one of my wife's favorite places to eat. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, she's the... How do I put this politely? <laughs> she is the... Unfortunately, the majority of Disney World guests are only interested in chicken fingers, hot dogs, and pizza. Let's put it this way. So if you open up a, for example, you know, like some sort of takeout Moroccan restaurant, people are going to avoid it, even though it might be great. My wife, wonderful human being, uh, probably the she most... up with you. Probably the most wonderful human being <laughs> I've ever met. She's a saint. Uh, she is a saint. Um, she is my gateway into... The mediocre food kind of customer at Disney that I don't think um, that I think you and I have lost are. Oh, we're not typical. Right. Not by so, any stretch of the imagination. So I have been there way too many times. Sure. I am not a food person. I don't really have. Um, I'm not. I'm just not a person who gets excited about meals. I just never have been. It's just not, not a thing for me. Oh, uh, I like meals. I, I like know. Good you meal. were But you are a coastal elite. Who likes hippie, hip things and uh, expensive stuff? If, if the beer is less than twelve dollars for well, that's not a four pack at the uh, shop, right? Well, I'm not drinking Miller Lite. Um, it's Mike's not going to buy it. Like he has to buy, he has you know craft beer, right? Has to be craft. He has to go to a brewery and take little samples of the beer. You know, that's the kind of thing. Mike, I do like a flight. Mike that's what you're talking about. Eats bizarre. That's right. Um, it like that. Mike eats bizarre foods from all over the place, and well, and, well, he does. Um, but I, but at least you appreciate it. Let's put it this way: <laughs> you appreciate it more than my wife ever would. Oh, well, she just wants to have chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese. So when it comes to to Disney, it's a wheelhouse. It is not just <laughs> you're right. It's not just the food though. Like I, I lean on her perspective for everything, from rides to uh, wait times to all this kind of stuff. Because I, you and I know how to get around all this stuff. You and I have done everything a million times. She doesn't get immediately excited about everything, so it's like you know, I, right. I kind of use her for this, and and so that's I just wanted to um, point out that the place that Mike says he couldn't be paid to eat actually is my wife's probably her favorite place at the Animal Kingdom. Oh, come on now. I swear to God. Uh, how could it be? How could it, to God. She likes that better than Harambe Market or... Yes. Ra but Harambe Market has some pretty mainstream... Like I mean, she likes it, but she wants to go to Pizza Fari. What does she get at Pizza Fari? Pizza? 
Or is there something else there that she eats? Um, do they do chicken parm? I know she's a big chicken parm fan. She gets excited about some sort of garlic roll or something like okay. that. That's there. Okay. So like a breadstick, like you can get it. That's what garden. she gets excited right. about. Yeah. Okay. And she gets excited about the ones at Olive Garden, too, Mike. So let's just, I just want to give a perspective. I can't eat Olive Garden. It's awful. <laughs> I just want to give a perspective. So anyway, I, that's not a bad one. I, I like the color there for sure. Number nine. Yes. We're going to go to costumes. The ones that really? they use at Harambe. Most specifically, the entertainers. They give you a real, they're very African flavored for lack of a better term. Oh, they're great. Uh, the Barutica Band's costumes are great, particularly the acrobats um, also have yeah. fantastic costumes. Um, you know, the guy that walks around playing the whatever that instrument is. Absolutely the, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the costumes that they use it are colorful mm-hmm. and project. Uh, you, you you know, you really get you into an African sense of yeah. place. Burdika has always had, um, has always used that. Um, the Tam Tam drummers have always had mm-hmm. sort of a uniform mm-hmm. um, that is really kind of cool and very bright, um, yet still kind of earthy at the same time. But you're right. The acrobats have sort of kicked it up to a new level. They have a, right. uh, they have uh, all sorts of fun things that they wear. I like that one. I'd be surprised. I'm surprised that's only at eight. So nine. I'm going to have, or nine. I'm going to have yeah. to. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the pizza party. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see where we go from here because I have a feeling that's gonna go up higher on the list. Okay, that's fine. Like I said, you know, like I said, four through ten to me were kind of like you know just sort of putting them in some sort of order. Uh-huh. Number eight, Dave, and I is consciously tried to avoid using animals as because it's not really a use of color. No, but in this particular case, I think it applies, and that is the colorful macaws that fly over your head mm. at winged encounters. That's my number eight. I think um, the color of One the macaws of you know, draws see. you to the show. Um, also, their noise. But just the fact that they're flying overhead, these colorful birds flying over your head. like You feel like you know, you'd be in the Amazon is the only other place you can really get that kind of experience. Um, so that was my number eight, the macaws at Winged Encounters. Uh, I mean, again, I, I, I hesitate about the use of the, the, the phrase, the use of color. Um, sure. But man, I love that show. So I'm so I'm, I'm hip on this. Okay. I like this. Uh, I don't think it belongs in the list, but we'll see where the list goes from here. That's the only animals that are on the list. And they make a big point of pointing out the colors because there's a few kind of, you know, they're all different, different species sure. of them. And there's four or five different species. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. I took my kid to there. This was this recently, this last trip. Now, we hadn't been there probably for seven or eight months. And he's just turning four. So seven, eight months is like an eternity for him and even though he has a memory of an elephant um there are certain things i think he only kind of remembers what they are but he doesn't really know what's going to happen right so we took him to see i took him to see winged encounters and i got a spot right up in front of the thing sure and was holding him. he wanted me to hold him right and when they come in they i buzz your head yeah he says they hit him but i think he just felt the wind i'm sure and then, and he thought that was the funniest thing ever. And then when they take off and they buzz your head again, he like screams. <laughs> and in he wanted delight to or terror. In delight, All he right. thought it was the craziest thing ever. So he. Uh, I think he feels that they're all pets. <laughs> well, I mean, he, entirely untrue. Your daughter has a pet bird. Correct. It's and, not a macaw though. It's and that small... bird's name came out quite a few times during that uh, during the dis- post-show discussion. Blue? Yes, that led us up to many other um, 
trips to see the winged encounters on the course of my week. So anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Should I move on to the next one? We're on to seven. Number seven, Dave, is um, in front of Yak and Yeti, there is a stone benches and a tree. Right. That has all these prayer flags, ribbons, really. Yes, yes. That uh, dangle off of them, all very various different colors, and they're kind of faded to make it look like it's okay. been been around for a while. So that is my number seven, is the ribbon tree, as I call it, in front of Yak oh, and Yeti. Oh, just the ones in the tree? Yes. Because there's the prayer flags all, all over. over it. Sure, and okay. Maharaja. But the use of the ones at the tree sort of give it a sense that it's been there forever. Yeah. Um, I think they do a wonderful job with all of them. With right. That. There's another one everyone. similar to that farther down the or up, up higher on the list, I should say. Okay. Yeah, I but would think. But th- this kind of faded, uh, colorful flags. I mean, you get that also on Expedition Everest, the Maharaja Jungle Trek, all these flags all right. over the place. But in particular, this one, <coughs> the ribbons on this one, excuse me, um, are, have that faded look that really gives you a sense that that tree's been there since like this great you know, yep. 800s. And it's a really beautiful tree. Go take take a look up. They now used to be able to just sit there and stuff, but now it's like a photo stop. Yeah, yeah, the photo pass person there now. So it's kind of ruined the uh, to me ruined it a little bit. You used to be able just to hang around it, and if you wanted to sit down on the benches and blah 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 blah. The the photo pass people in general get on my nerves, but that's just me. Well, I mean, I think there are a few too many, and they're kind of in little kind of silly places. I don't mind them in front of the icons. But you get a few as you walk around. Yeah, I don't mind them like in front of Spaceship Earth or the yeah. castle or even on the walkway to uh, and at the at the France. character meet and greets. Car- obviously, yeah. the character meet and greets. Sure, but there's a few others that I that sometimes I feel like they're getting in the way, especially in little log jam areas like that. That's a particularly bad spot for them, right? Because that's a a spot where a lot of roads kind of come together. <laughs> And they're not big anyway in the animal kingdom, so it's, you know... They, sure, there's they, people they, coming yeah. from Africa, there's people uh-huh. coming from Everest, and there's people all coming over the bridge over the from bridge. Discovery Island, yeah. yeah it's like that's a, a that's confluence a well, of... Well, well-traveled yes. area of the park. Yes. Anyway, six. Number six is almost actually a news story, in that uh, within the last week, uh, Kevin from Up has been walking around a meet and greet. I love... He looks great. This, this meet and greet. I'm, or I, I think it's necessarily a meet and greet, he's just walking around right now, but... He looks fantastic. Looks they great. really did a nice job. And as people who watched Up know, he's quite colorful. And they do a nice job yeah. of um, kind of giving him almost a, a luminescent look to him. It's almost shiny, the uh, the feathers. Um, but it's a great meet and greet character or walk around character. Right. And if you are in the parks in the next couple of weeks... You know, check it out. Apparently, he's being used in the show too. I don't know if he started being used in the show, but he's well, definitely walking around. Well, that's what I heard originally. Yeah, but it was, he was start. He started like three days after I left. I didn't get to see him. That's right. You just came back. Just came back. Uh, started like, like a week or so ago. Yeah, so they started like two days later or something like that. Yeah, just yeah, would have been great. Yeah, I really wanted to see him. But I've seen videos of him. He's terrific. It's a terrific uh, use of that sort of. I don't want to say technology, but that use of. Uh, because he's obviously a, a puppeteer as well in there because he's got to move the mouth and the neck mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So great stuff. Number five, Dave, and this is going back sort of similar to the ribbon tree, and that is the Tiger Wall, my favorite um, little spot in the Maharaja Jungle yeah, Trek. Yeah, you're a big fan of this stuff. And, you know, I tried to start a hashtag and, you know, took off a little bit, but not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hashtag Tiger Wall is my number five. That's it's a Twitter a, thing, correct? A Twitter and Instagram, okay. yeah. Right. Social media thing, let's put it that way. Right. It does a nice job, like similar to the ribbon tree, of making it seem like it's been there forever. Oh yeah, the colors are somewhat faded, but yeah. still quite colorful. Especially the tiger wall, and 
and a couple of the other murals uh, depicting the Rajas um, through the course of time. Um, it is a beautiful spot. I recommend you take a picture and hashtag it. And um, But it gives you a good sense of place. Again, similar to the costumes in Harambe in that you, you feel like you're in old Asia. Um, not a lot of zoos do this kind of stuff. I mean, they'll do... they'll. Th- throw a tip to the culture here and there a little bit right on uh trails for example but the maharaja jungle trek takes it to another level even more so than i think gorilla falls it really delves into the architecture and culture of um that part of the country of the the world and um the tiger wall in particular i have as my number five on my list yeah i mean that's what this is what uh Rody does better than literally anyone in the world is uh you know, add the culture to the theme park. Um, you know, he's he's kind of redefined that and and taken it to another level. I think so. It's um, you know, especially in these places, and that and that that's just one example of it. I mean, we talked before about the aging of the prayer flags and the uh, you know um, uh, the colors being used to bring this. So these are all subtle hints. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram, you should. He does spends a lot of time talking about this kind of stuff on Instagram. He'll sh- post a picture and then like politics, and then like, well, politics. <laughs> that's a that new sometimes. thing with yeah, him, he, though. He, he doesn't do that often, and he's done it more recently, which I just well, think is. Well, I, I think, think this, that's just a, the uh, political situation in this country is. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's a lot ju- of people are just like a, up in arms. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the nature of uh, the beast right now, especially with social media. Um, I'm guilty of it. That's for sure. Yes. I, however, am not. Well, you uh, go on social media. You just... I do go on social media. No, you media. don't. What do you do? I'm on you, Instagram constantly. Yeah, but you just post pictures. Right. You don't even comment on them at all. No. You just post them. No. So it's not really on social media. Re- you know, And your Facebook is just, <laughs> I'm playing here tonight. Come see me. Yes. Well, <laughs> Facebook is a business <laughs> kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I, I and, Well, here's... Here, first of all... From the minute I signed up for Twitter, which well, this goes back ages, right, Mike? I mean, years. Sure. Um, I hated it. Hated it right off the bat. Um, and I hate it even more now. I'm glad I'm not on it. I can't stand the fact that somebody's tweet is like a news story now. It's so ridiculous. Who cares? I was just telling you before, news station, 24-hour news stations should be banned from watching Twitter. Because it has nothing. It means nothing. Who cares what somebody tweets? It's just the ramblings of a doof. It doesn't matter who the doof is. It's still ramblings of nobody. You know. You mean political news, not necessarily any, like... Any. Uh, I don't care about any of it. If somebody hasn't... Ta- if a reporter or an artist or hasn't taken the time to write more than a few sentences, it's not worth my time. It's just not. Okay. That's just the way I felt about it. Uh, it could be brilliant people on there, and sure, maybe oh, they're I'm making funny and snarky little remarks to this, that, or the other <laughs> thing. But I just don't care. It just, it, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little older school, but I want a little bit more. Of that. But the story I was going to tell you was, I, I have not interacted with anything but our listeners really on um, social media of any kind at all. Like l- listeners, write DM me, or write me a tweet, or or, or something on Instagram, or or even on Facebook. We're on Facebook at Jumbo, everyone. Um, I will respond to them, and that's how I do it. You know, that's how I that's how I respond, and I respond to some some comments sometimes on the photographs or this that and the other thing. I joined, I think it was Facebook. I joined a um, hockey um, group to talk about hockey, 
And uh, I said, the first first looking through it, it seemed like pretty sane people and uh, you know, and uh, fans of the same team I'm a fan of, and and all this kind of conversation. It took me about three days to realize this is just insanity. There's, I, what do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? Somebody, if you write something, somebody responds to you with something complete, like. <laughs> I wrote something on Twitter about Bob Iger and the response I got was, Oh, you, why should I take you seriously? You used the wrong, uh, account. You used the parody account. Who cares? What difference does that make? But it, it makes a difference in the world of social media. It makes no difference in the world of intelligent people having a conversation about Bob Iger. Right. Cause you're just pointing Bob Iger and you thought None you would take the right. I hit the wrong thing on. Oh, what? actually, you know, in tech, technically speaking, <laughs> Um, I believe there was a short period of time where Bob Iker actually deleted his Twitter account. Yes. So it might have been during that time. It might have been. But that's what you get back. And that's just typical of the kind of round robin you go through. Our listeners are really good. You know, we can discuss. I can discuss. All four of them. I can discuss the Animal Kingdom with the <laughs> listeners who, who, who sure. do things with me. And that's sure. fine. And even Disney to some degree. Um, but you get into the world at large out there. Whoa. God. Drives me crazy. What's number four? Dave, we're going back to costumes. Try to guess what uh, the best costume, uh, the costume that I'm talking about now. Uh, Festival Lion King. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Number four. Festival, the costumes of Festival Lion King, particularly the non-participants um, of the show, like the, the the cast members who come out and just sort of dance with the kids at the end. Yeah. Those costumes are amazing. Awesome. They're yeah. beautiful. Uh, the the two the people who do the birds part with mm-hmm. a ballet kind of section, beautiful costumes. Um, I think, uh, and they're obviously very colorful and they do a great job of depicting sort of, in an abstract way, animals from the yeah. savannah, like lions, zebras, giraffes, et cetera, et cetera. It's sort of a combination of the Lion King Broadway show Kind of, with mixed with the original parade that Rhodey designed for Disney, which was the art march of the arty art march of the artimals artimals like artistic animals. Right. It was. It's kind of like a combo of those two. It's it's got it's much more abstract than um than the Lion King. Um, who the animal? What what animal they're representing is certainly not as obvious. If they're even representing one at all. Uh, well, the zebra one's pretty obvious. but Yeah, there's that, a yeah. few that are obvious, <laughs> but they're not supposed to be obvious. Right. They're supposed to be people, not animals. Like, you could see, Correct. You see their faces much more so. Sure. Um, but what I was going to mention, Mike, was, isn't there some controversy that surrounded the costumes at Festival of Lion King? Didn't somebody sue Disney? For not washing them. For yeah. not washing yeah. them. Yeah, that was a while ago. I don't know what the heck happened with that. I don't know. I don't either. But Disney uh, probably gave him like $10,000 and said, just shut up and go away. I, just, I, I was just <laughs> pointing out that uh, you uh, touched on a sore subject there with the... I'm not sure how sore of a subject <laughs> it is, Dave. It was like one maybe afternoon on Twitter, people talking about it, but it really hasn't... Uh, well, there's a judge somewhere who has to deal with this now, so... Assuming the lawsuit went out, like I said, I wouldn't shock me if Disney just gave him a couple of bucks to say and right. made him sign a release that he's not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, so looking at this list up until we get to the top three, mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like number four is the best of this list. For the sure. costumes of the costumes at Festival okay. Lion King are for sure are at the top of this list. Um, I would say the Tiger Wall. You've overrated that a bit because you have this w- odd fascination with it. Um, 
I definitely think that Kevin um, and the costumes at the Harambe are better than the Tiger Wall. Um, certainly more. I know you're a big fan of the macaws. That certainly noticeable in in um, um, more use of color than the Tiger Wall. The Tiger Wall is a use of color, but it's not. It's not using bright and exciting colors. So color isn't the. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The driving factor behind the expression that they're trying to get. Does that make sense? Um, when with not really, but okay. Right. Well. <laughs> The costumes, they're using the color of the costumes in both of those things to not only talk to you about um, cultural things, but to sort of catch your eye and excite you. Okay. The color is the driving force behind what's in Pizza Fari, behind what's in, co- in the costumes at Harambe and all this stuff. It doesn't, it's not the driving force behind the Tiger Wall. The Tiger Wall could be, basically be any color and, you know, and still work. Um, when I'm not sure the other things, it works for that. So I, anyway, but I, up to the, other than the fact that you've got a few of these wrong and where they belong. Well, like I told you at the beginning, four through 10, and I, I would think, switch around. And I, 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 I have a few in my head that I think you might get to. Um, but if you don't bring them up, we're going to, no, I want you to finish first. Oh no, no, no. I know that. I, I meant bring it up after I'm done. I will. All right. So here are my big three. Okay. Number three, we are going to go to that planet that we were accused of not talking about too much. And that is, of course, Pandora. And I am specifically talking about the flowers right. of Avatar Land. Um, they, uh, obviously, these are all fake. and they but, but they really portray with your use of color and, you know, contrasting with the greenery that's all around you. They really portray a foreign place. You feel like you're not in the United, you know, in on Earth, right? You feel like you're in an alien environment somehow, and I think it's the flowers and the coloration that they use, as well as the nighttime stuff. Forgetting the the bioluminescence at night, but it's the f- coloration that is, I think, really portray an alien landscape. And oh, absolutely! I think um, a lot of people talk about Avatar Land at night. I think during the day is almost maybe not as great. I mean, Avatar Land, the bioluminescence is pretty cool, but the the area itself is so well designed in terms of its landscaping with the flowers, the waterfalls, you know, all that kind of stuff, the plants. Um, it's a beautiful place to walk around. Right. Uh, so I have number three as the flowers of Avatar Land. Um, I think that's – I'm surprised that wasn't number one or number two because obviously that's like a huge thing. And uh, thank you for bringing up Pandora in the uh, show. <laughs> Helping sound. I can't argue. It's a it's a great use of color, especially at night. Um, great use of illuminescence. And, you sure, know, it's, it's sure. It's a little lost on me, as I've said many times, but uh, it's um, it's beautiful. What's number two, Dave? I'm going to talk about perhaps the best show in Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, I used to say it was Festival of the Lion King. It's now Finding Nemo the Musical. Nope. It's the wait. No, let me let me guess. Is it? Uh, I know what it is. I don't know that it has a proper name, but the drum show yeah. in Pandora—that's your favorite. 
I think the technical name is the Stupid Drum Show in Pandora. <laughs> That's only your name. <laughs> All right. So what's what 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 you got? Tree of Life Awakening. Okay. That, that was uh, as I'm jotting down things you haven't gotten to yet. That was one of the things I jotted down. The use of color in the um, the map uh, map pro- uh, projection mapping or whatever they call it. Um, to show you various scenes of wildlife on the Tree of Life itself is extraordinary. I love that show. Uh, and it's not just the, the use of color, but it's the images, the music, all wrap itself around the Tree of Life. It's just a fantastic 10-minute oh, show. Um, even at night, even when the show's not going on, you could see some stuff. But the yeah. the color itself is in the... Um, it's great. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, with the yep. all the various little... little snippets Mm -hmm, of uh, mm -hmm. you know various animals and stuff like that being projected on the tree of life just amazing incredible tree of life awakenings is number two in terms of the use of color it's hard to believe that they can create a color template on that tree as accurately and as broadly as they do i mean you, you look at the tree and you're certainly not looking at a white screen right you know um but they've just done a phenomenal job i i this is not attempt to be snarky I have a feeling that um, the Tree of Life Awakening show is kind of being lost on many people there. Oh, that could be. Uh, I just feel like people aren't uh, aren't appreciating it for whatever reason. There's no fireworks. There's no. I don't know what it is. I think people just sort of like meander by, and if they happen to be by the Tree of Life when it's going on, they'll stop and watch it. So my fear is it's soon going to be the Zootopia. Oh. Awakenings or something ridiculous. Well, the one like thing that. they did do is they added like a little Jungle Book scene in the middle of they it. They did, they did, which is non-invasive by any means. No, it's not too bad. Um, um, right. But it's nice, right? It's incredible. The Tree of Life Awakenings, and incredible. I think they do a better job with the projection stuff on the Tree of Life than they do on Cinderella's Castle. I don't know if you got a chance to see the uh, new show. The name escapes me. The one that replaced Wish. Ha- yeah, just a happily few ever min- after. What just a few minutes of it, which I liked. I thought it was pretty good, but yeah, it's fine. You still. You, know, you see the turrets, and you, it, 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 it feels like it's being projected on a castle. Yes. Um, the Tree of Life, for some reason, it, it looks just, like it's, it looks like you, a, you don't even realize that the those carvings are there behind it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's the part that's amazing to me is the yeah, carvings and the and the and the 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 you know the relief of the tree itself. How how is that not? And they use it to its advantage to their advantage, right. uh, which is I mean it's just stunning. I don't know how they do it. Much better than at the other, than at the the castle. I I agree with that for sure. I I um n- n- I don't want to sound like I didn't like the new show at the Magic Kingdom. I I I just have a kid who doesn't like fireworks very much. So it's just not. It's I, does I it scare him? It does. He doesn't like the noises. Yeah. yeah. So um, a, a lot of look, yeah, kids of yeah, that age are yeah. like that. Sure. He doesn't mind seeing them from a distance, but once they start banging, he's like holding his ears and he right, wants to right, leave right. and. And um, and I hate having to leave the Magic Kingdom after a after a uh, fireworks show. It's horrifying. It's it is horrifying. It's a disaster. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that the same amount of people are leaving Illuminations, but it's so much easier to because get you out. can walk to your car. Right. I mean, it's just so much. Right. You yeah, know, that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. As much as I totally appreciate the idea that Walt had for entering the Magic Kingdom, when it comes to the fireworks show, it becomes a huge or getting there issue. first thing in the morning. It's a pain yeah, in the rear end. Huge issue. Um, but that I mean, they could do more to ex- expedite that, and I guess they've decided that's not. Um, I say 
that they should drain that uh, lake and just build a big parking lot. <laughs> a good idea, Mike. That's going to go great. What's number one? <laughs> Drum roll. Disney fans have a problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I think I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, because it's not really a well-liked portion of the park. <laughs> this is what I knew you were doing. <laughs> but the the way they have Dinoland set up, uh-huh. where you have kind of the stark contrast of the Dino Institute, and it's kind of like formal stone building, right. blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And then you journey to Chester and Hester's, where it's so colorful, so cartoony. I agree. They do a fantastic job of using color to sort of um, tell the story of over here we have the Dino Institute and over here we have a roadside attraction trying to milk off the uh, people coming to see the Dino Institute. I think it's a great job using the cartoony figures and the beautiful color, well, vibrant colors, let's put it that way. Some people hate it. But the vibrant colors of Chester and Hester's, um, particularly the rides, Primeval World, Triceratops Spin, I think is my favorite use of color in uh, the animal kingdom. I would, uh, um, I, I, that is controversial. <laughs> well, people hate Chester and Hester's. They do? Oh, yeah. Oh. Not the store. I, I apologize. Dinorama. Okay. Not necessarily the store. The store's fine, although it used to be much better. Um, now it's just basic, your basic merch. It's not uh, right. dino specific stuff. Right. Um, I think. People just don't like Primeval World and Triceratops Spin in the, okay. in the in the Midway games and all that kind of crap. Um, they, you know, they want to plow it over for an Indiana Jones attraction. I think. Ooh, God. <laughs> but, um, or something, you know, whatever. Um, I say, ta- my personal opinion about the area is take it up a notch. Get rid of the games. Nobody plays those stupid games anymore. Put a couple of carts. They'd play like, them if they were free. Uh, if they were free, but they're never going to do that. Mm-hmm. So tear them down. They would play them, pay them, play them if they were free. Put another food cart or something there, especially for people doing Rivers of Light and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They can like get the corn dog, whatever. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And maybe even throw another ride in there, like uh, like um, what do they call those things? What's the one that just spins around? Not not a spinner, but a, a faster and stuff like that. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Tilt the world, a carnival. Like yeah. Tilt like Tilt the world. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Um, you know, something along those lines. You know, themed like a dinosaur thing, and just take it up a notch. They could just turn it into a food court too, and it'd be worthwhile. They could do that. You know, uh, there's a lot of things they could do. A big barbecue food court or something. Sure, like that'd that. be great. I mean, you know. if they put some interesting food stands in there, it doesn't and- have to be interesting, Mike. Not everybody needs interesting food. I wasn't implying that you have to have Ethiopian. I was implying barbecue would be great. You don't get a lot. I mean, well, flame trees right, yeah, but, uh, right nearby. I don't want so Korean be... barbecue. I want regular barbecue. Have you ever had Korean of barbecue? Of course I have. It's good. It is good. I would like to have it there, but it doesn't belong in Dinoland. It belongs no. In, it belongs in Asia. Somewhere. Well, the only reason I say I, uh, it kind of nicks the barbecue idea, which I think is a good idea, but... It's because there's a flame tree. Flame tree is yeah, right yeah, there. Of course, of course. Um, but, you know, maybe like a... You know, I'll give you an example of what would be good there. A food truck kind of thing or something, you know. In Disney's California Adventure at Radiator Springs, uh, the, you know, the Cars Land area, they have the cozy cones. There's like four different cones and they each serve like one's a mac and cheese cone. <laughs> one's an ice cream cone. You know, you, you get different kinds of ice cream. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. You know, you could do something. There's like three or four stands there that serve basic fare, but, you know, it's, a little bit different than what you get at uh, Flame California, Tree or something like that. though, isn't it? Frozen yogurt or no? It's ice cream. Dairy free ice cream. No, it's ice cream. <laughs> Sorry, that was snarky. It's avocado. So, 
<laughs> have an avocado. See, he's just as bad as I am. Fish taco. Okay, cone. so here's the few things that I would think um, <laughs> that I thought of um, that you didn't touch. Uh, I, you kind. I was going to say the last one you got to. I was going to say um, not the use of color in Dino Land, but specifically in Primeval World, where the colors of the the vibrancy of the colors of the the little bit of theming that's in there is really what draws your eye into being sort of immersed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a an incredible use of color in a real sort of um, eye catching way. You don't even notice that it's happening, but it's the real bright colors, the movement of the colors, the lights. Uh, you're you're on an outdoor carny ride type of thing, but you don't. You, your eyes are drawn to all these different little things, little cartoon characters and stuff throughout the ride that makes it immersive when, you know, normally a ride like that would just be, you know, take all that stuff away and you just go on the ride and still, you know, that's kind of what you'd see at every uh, boardwalk and around, uh, <laughs> you know, on the East Coast. Um, but the use of color there is a real attempt to sort of make it kick it up a notch. Um I'm surprised if you did the Tree of Life Awakenings that you did not do Rivers of Light, where um, the use of color obviously is very similar. The projection of it, the vibrancy of the color in the projections, sure. the use of color within the uh, floats and things like that, and the, and the flowers that come by. Um, I would say I would put the Rivers of Light even higher than Tree of Life Awakenings because color is absolutely the driving factor behind that story. Um, and the last one I was thinking of was, and you kind of touched on it. I would, the ribbon tree is nice. The prayer flags in the Anandapur area is a better example of it to me. Okay. Um, and throughout the queue for Expedition Everest, um, the prayer flags that are there and the use of color that's in there is really, um, a cultural touchstone of the area that they're looking to portray. And the last one would be the snow on the top of Everest. The white snow that you see from (laughs) miles away. That, uh, you know, Disney was very, very good in the 50s and in the 60s at forced perspective. And making you think something is bigger than it is from a distance. Or even not even that far from a distance. Main Street USA being the prime example the, um, the buildings look bigger than they actually are because they've actually scaled down the windows on the floors leading up to the top of the building. Uh, well, the floors themselves are smaller, yeah. Right. The floors are smaller. The windows are smaller. So so you you look like you're looking at a three-story building when really you're only looking at maybe a two-story building. Right. Um, it's a brilliant use of it. Disney kind of um, went through a period there where they weren't quite as good at it. As they had been in the past, I think of the new Fantasyland. Sure. The Force Perspective, and that is not really very good comparatively. The Force Perspective they use in Everest is astounding. The photos that you take from the, um, if you took it from the parking lot. Sure. Or if you took it from, uh, the, the, the biggest one is from the, the bridge that Leading we talked about before. Um, you take that picture from there. That thing looks massive right. out in the distance. I mean, it's just a wonderful use of forest perspective. And it really works because of the color, the white, vibrant color of the snow and how you and how authentic it That's looks. That's a good one. I like that one. So I would toss out um, the macaws simply because I don't think that's a use of a color. However, it's a wonderful show. 
I would repla- Disagree, but go ahead. I would replace the ribbon tree with the prayer flags in Anandapur. I think the tiger wall kind of goes back to maybe 10 or so. Um, Dino Land USA, the colors are good, but that's more like a four. I, I, I have a hard time believing that the Dino Land colors are better than the Festival of the Lion King costumes. Well, I, the, the or reason Pandora. I put it number one was because it's really the color that is telling the story. It's a use of the color. That's yeah, it. Yes, yes. But it's it's um, just not as effective as these other ones that are in your top four. And a few that you missed. Oh, I see. Mean. I think it's very effective, but I think people don't like it. But I do think it's effective. No, but anyway, go ahead. I think it's effective. I just don't think it's as effective as the uh, fauna at Pandora or okay. the um, Tree of Life Awakenings or the Rivers of Light. I do like your Everest one. The or White even Snow. the Everest one. I do ones. like that one. I mean, those are all, that's 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 where it's at with the colors. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is that it? Don't forget the t-shirts. That's it. Tee Public, Radio Harambe. Link is in the show notes. Don't forget the t-shirts. Um, Mike will be back soon with another of his Planet Watch podcasts. Um, Mike, how do we explain that? Just a little short show. Yeah, like a 10, about, 15 minute show about a conservation issue or a group of animals or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, it's kind of really a uh, neat little way to kind of get a little closer. What was the last one we did? Oh, the fish. What yeah. was the last one? That's been yeah. a while. So this yeah. time we're doing pollinators. And you got to do, I, I, I want um, uh, uh, just a, a good old animal one. All right. Grevy zebras or something like that. That's not a bad one. I'll put up a... Something like that. I think we talked a little bit about this before the show. I'll put up a Twitter poll, see what people want to hear. Yeah. And I'll do that. Well, I don't care what people want to hear. I'm the... Essentially the person who puts these shows out. Right. So So I don't like it. It's not going... Gorillas instead, you're going to delete it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm going to hold it until after you do the one I want to hear. Fine. Uh, so that's it. Uh, find Mike on Twitter at uh, Jumbo Everyone. I'm on Twitter also occasionally at Radio Harambe. Uh, Instagram at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Facebook Jumbo Everyone. Go to jumboeveryone.com. You find all that stuff. Thank you very much for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Now to kuku ata melele Aita Kwaku malukwa melako Na kungungu Na utu kuku